0: welcome to the most listened to golf in the world the fairways of life show on air online and around the world with the most candid interviews
1: like anything else if you can analyze what caused your error correctly then you're you're home free but if you just kind of oh well i three putted well why did you three put there's a big difference between being 50 foot in the hole because you had a terrible iron or three putting for 15 foot, which would really bother me because then it was a speed issue because you didn't roll it close enough to the hole.
0: Taking you beyond the ropes.
2: I'm not sure what was going on. Angel, you all right?
3: Yeah, I didn't know you were going to expose me, but I was at bed though. I got a Patron margarita mixer, and I got some kombucha. Now I
2: take it that's not all just for tonight. <laughs>
0: Unforgettable stories. Actually, you know, Hogan didn't cut the ball. So when he got rid of the hook and the ball went straight, in Hogan's mind, that was a cut. Times I played with him when he'd say, I kind of fanned that one, I cut that one in there. It didn't cut, in my mind, it would have went dead straight. A bridge to the past.
2: Years and years from now, Mr. Palmer, what do you want the legacy of Arnold Palmer to be?
1: Well, uh, I suppose it just did I have made a contribution to the game to help make it a little better.
0: Here's your host, New York Times bestselling author and golf channel's Matt Adams.
2: Welcome to a Monday here on the Fairways of Life show. Absolute delight to have your company as ever. What a week of golf it was. Big week coming up too. Uh, Brooks Kepka coming back this week on the PGA Tour. We'll get to that as the hours and days unfold. But first of all, to what was... We had a major championship in the KPMG Women's PGA Championship that wrapped up yesterday, and it was most impressive indeed. On the PGA Tour, it was a return to the winner's circle for a player that hasn't been there for a while, and man, did he earn that victory. Not only in regulation, but it took more than one hole to decide a victor. Through the playoffs at the BMW PGA Championship with his with his hoodie on, which caused a lot of discussion. I saw at least on the European side, they were debating whether that was appropriate golf attire. Look, it was cool. I thought, it, I mean, physically it was cool outside. The temperatures were low. I thought it looked great anyway. But Terrell Hatton wins uh, the BMW PGA Championship for Terrell Hatton. This is the flagship event for the European Tour. Remember, their headquarters based right there at Wentworth. And the stars continued to align Ernie Els, who over the years, particularly over the last, say, five years, maybe a little bit more than that, we've seen Ernie Els go a little bit squirrely with the putter, but it was the putter that arguably won him his victory, his second victory on the PGA Tour champions yesterday. We'll get to that as well. First, to the KPMG Women's PGA Championship, wow, Se Young Kim. A seven-under-par effort in the final round. The finish on the mark of a 14-under-par overall. Really impressive effort. Now, when you realize how impressive these international players are, when she got done, she did her post-round press conference. Remember, there's a huge market for the LPGA in Korea. Well, she did her press conference, say, 20 minutes long, right? Roughly? Most of it, probably 17 minutes, maybe a little bit more, she did in Korean. Then she was asked, hey, could you make a couple of comments in English? And she did. Now, obviously, her English isn't perfect. It's not her first language, quite, again, quite obviously. But I'm noting this, one, so we could hear from the champion, and two, because it speaks to the quality of these athletes and these champions that they would make the effort to connect with audiences all over the world. Here is your now major champion, Se-young Kim, after a victory, explaining how she felt.
4: Uh, it means a lot. I, I feel so emotional. And, um, yeah, it's dream come true. I'm waiting for a while to reach the my biggest goal, to win the major tournament. So I'm very glad to win the first uh, major tournament at the KPMG, yeah.
0: What was your experience like here at Arana This course was definitely a challenge, but you stood up to that
4: challenge. Uh, this golf course is really, really a uh, testing of the golf. So I know it's, it's not easy. So very big challenges. So, yeah, I'm very, uh, yeah, uh, it was enjoyed it to challenging the difficult golf course. Yeah, so I'm very happy with that.
5: Well, congratulations. We're very happy to have you as a major champion. Thank you.
2: <laughs> Thank you. Seven under par again in that final round. Amazing because Aronimic was not playing easy. It is not by any stretch a golf course that one would expect that they could go out and tear up the way that Inby Park did. Uh, or Inby uh, Park finished second that Sae Young Kim did. But Inby Park finished as well. Five under par in the final round. Yes, still a distance at nine under from the eventual champion, five shots adrift such as it was, but this World Golf Hall of Famer and 20-time winner on the LPGA was able to close the gap and make it interesting for a while. She spoke to what it felt like for her and how satisfied she was with what she did.
6: Yeah, I mean it was a great day out there today. I couldn't ask for a better day. Um, I probably left a um, couple of birdies out there, but um, I feel like I didn't make much mistakes at all um, with ball striking. But the Seon was just really untouchable, and she played really, really good golf today. So it's, I'd like to congratulate her. She had a great day. Um, that's you know how championship should play the final round. So it was good to see that.
3: Yeah, I'm very happy the way I played the whole week. I think t Green has been really good this week. Uh, I would have liked to make a few more pats the first two days, but on the weekend, I mean, I made some really good bats. Uh 65 today, I think it's a great score. And yeah, I'm happy where the, where the game is at. And yeah, I'm excited to, to keep playing. I mean, I love playing majors. I love playing tough courses, tough events. I have to be mentally strong, and I really enjoy the challenge. It's been... Unbelievable I honestly I mean obviously I try to aim high but I can I feel like I continue to exceed my own expectations every time I play so I feel this week whole week has just been un- unbelievable
0: absolutely an incredible experience likely looking at a top 10 playing
5: alongside Inby Park one of the greatest players in the history of the game what was that like for you what did you, you take away from watching NB in her prime
3: that was crazy because I remember the first time seeing her was, I think, two years ago and I was an amateur. This was in Singapore and this was the first time they hosted the Women's Amateur Asia Pacific mm. and I remember we were just walking back to her hotel and we had to pass by the driving range and all the girls were just like, oh my gosh, it's Inby Park and I look and I'm like, it's, it's Inby Park! <laughs> and then I get to the first team and I'm just like, I'm I'm playing with Inby Park who I just used to watch at a driving range and it It was, I can't really explain how I feel. It was unbelievable, (laughs) like I would say. I don't really have the right words to express how I feel, but it's amazing just seeing her play, and it's definitely inspiring.
2: (laughs) A superstar in waiting, perhaps, so explain the same. Uh, The second voice that you heard, Carlotta Segonda who also shot a five-under par round yesterday, finishing a tied for third, and then Bianca Pogdananen was the last voice that you heard. She Still an amateur that was able to play so well, and as a result, uh, earned her way into the women's U.S. Open as as well. She has since turned professional. I should note, but she, what a, what an incredible amateur career that she had! What an incredible driver of the golf ball that she is. She averages almost two hundred and eighty yards off the tee and. Uh, she fr- she's, uh, she's Filipino, but you can see that she is so good with the camera, so good with the media, and obviously so good with a with, uh, club in hand that she was able to perform extremely well in her first major championship. And a cute story about the significance of playing with someone of the legendary status of Inby Park as well. So that's the reason why we wanted to play that for you. Uh, if we take a look at this leaderboard, we can see some other notables upon it. Say Young Kim winning upon. 14 under par. There you can see Brooke Henderson. The Canadian Brooke Henderson finished a three under par. Disappointing final day for her at two over par. Jennifer Cupcho was also over par finishing at one under. Still a top seven finish for another young player. Uh, Brittany Lincecum finished in a tie for ninth one under in her final round but level par gets you inside of the top 10 on this Difficult golf course. Our friend Allie McDonald finishing a tie for 13th, one under in her final round to finish one over par in the championship. Lydia Ko ended up finishing in a tie for 18th, over par to her final round, one over at that and three over par for the championship. But I still think showing a lot of signs of life in her game, a lot of sparks that maybe she is on her way back. Tied for 30th. Uh, even par round in the final round, but still five over overall. Saw Lexi Thompson finish on that mark. She finished one shot in front of Stacy Lewis, who finished tied for 33rd. Tied for 33rd for Daniel King as well. Had it working early. Rounds of 68 and 69 to start the championship and then faded over the weekend with rounds of 73 and 76, clearly there was something wrong with her right shoulder. She kept gesturing to it. She was in some kind of discomfort. We'll wait to find out more about the same. Uh, Amy Olsen finished in a tie for 37th. She had seven over par two over in the final round, kind of an up and down uh, tournament for her. Remember, there still is, as I mentioned, the Women's U.S. Open left before us, so some big golf ahead for the LPGA and for the ladies. You can have some big golf ahead for your game as well by checking out Ben golf.com When you log on to BenHoganGolf.com, you can see all the great products that they have on offer, but it's something for whatever your game needs in particular that I wanted to highlight today. Maybe it's a new driver. Maybe it's a new fairway metal, a hybrid. Uh, they have these hybrid that look like a traditional hybrid. Fine. But they also have the driving irons if you you prefer that. So whichever better suits your game. Packed with technology, you're going to save a 40%, 50% retail markup. Just doesn't exist there because the relationship is direct between you and Ben Hogan Golf. Looking forward to get down to Fort Worth next week, in fact, when we're going to visit with everybody at Ben Hogan Golf and kind of immerse ourselves in all things about the legend. BenHoganGolf.com for more information on all of that. We will have more information on some incredible golf This weekend, some exciting golf this weekend, too, because when you've got the PGA Tour and you've got somebody with a lead and they're battling to hold on to it down to the 18th hole and they fail to hold on to it into a playoff, they go. And that playoff is not just two men but three. That's like overtime entertainment. And the overtime entertainment paid off, too. We'll tell you about it when we come back after these words.
4: If you listen to the wind, you can hear it. That's Ireland calling you home. Home to the greatest Lynx golf courses in the world, defined by soaring dunes, undulating fairways, venerable bunkers and whimsical green complexes. From Royal Portrush in Northern Ireland, site to the 2019 Open Championship, to Ballyliffin, Lahinch, and Ballybunyan, numbering among the Lynx golf masterpieces awaiting your golfing sojourn. Come home to Ireland and enjoy the most incredible golf experience of your life. Get started at Ireland.com.
2: FootJoy, joy the number one outerwear brand in golf is committed to helping you extend the golf season as long as possible this year by providing the best gear to make every day playable the new hydro series line of jackets provides you with the ultimate protection wherever you're teeing it up this season whether it's the hydro light the perfect lightweight summer jacket for say golf in florida arizona the hydro knit which protects like a rain jacket but feels like a mid-layer for places like California or the Carolinas, FootJoy has a rain protection to keep you dry and playing through any weather. Also joining the FJ Performance lineup this year is the all-new Hydro Tour rain jacket designed to withstand the most extreme weather conditions. Play more golf this year and get the gear you need to play in those conditions. Visit FootJoy.com slash M-E-D-P. What's your bucket list destination? Where have you always wanted to go? What's the number one thing that holds people back from doing that? The best golf experiences are the unique ones that combine breathtaking beauty, inspiring designs and refined luxuries. Streamsong Resort, conveniently located in Central Florida is unlike any golf experience you've ever had. Award-winning courses by Corin Crenshaw, Tom Doak and Gil Hans will challenge and amaze in a dunescape you'll swear cannot exist in Florida. Awaken your senses then at their opulent spa or enjoy world-class bass fishing, archery or clay shooting. The options are endless, and you can cap it all off with luscious and distinctive culinary choices to delight any palate. Visit StreamSongResort.com today to plan your golf trip. That's everything that you would want and nothing like you've ever experienced. Welcome back to the Fairways of Life show on this Monday. So, Dom, I got a question for you has what you you know you're being set up somehow
8: no here's the thing serious yeah well first of all i'm definitely being set up there's not even that's not even up for debate but before we went on the air i told our staff and matt i guess he's part of staff i don't know and then everybody else who was listening on the stream You can catch us on Facebook or YouTube before we even go on the air. We just hook up and talk, I guess. And uh, I'm trying very hard to be a better person and a better father and a better eater. And so I'm trying to eat where Where people can't hear me eat. Why
2: is this purging? Okay.
8: And I've been very good today. I've been doing this. See, watch this. If I go like, see, I mute there. I get muted. So I'm doing that. He's showing
2: us that he can pick his microphone up and his headset and you can't. That's right. Well, you you can hear hear me on the radio. You can hear me
8: disappear and then I disappear. And then I disappear. So when I do that, people can't hear me chew. So I've been doing that. And I've been doing a very good job, Matt. Until I'm happily eating, quietly on mute, and you go, Hey, hey Dominic, let's everybody listen to you chew. After this long talk you guys gave me about being a better person and all this garbage. We didn't give so you what? any long what talk it? about it. We just, we just said that you, uh, you. What, eat is, it? Like what a, is it? What is it? What is it?
2: Gaggle of. I don't. Um, I eat like a normal person. Apart, uh, normal
8: people don't need a microphone. That's all.
2: Yeah. Well, normal people also use their lips when they chew, and they tend to close them. <clears throat> well, you know. Instead I'm of still Italian, away like it.
8: Got to represent. Uh,
2: <laughs> so here's a question I have for you: Do you think that the COVID nineteen pandemic has robbed the dignity of the sneeze. Andrew that's your question? Next to me nodding. He said, "The reason I'm asking is, Andrew um, has boldly sneezed twice inside of this studio today, and both times that he did it, I looked at him like like he was just like he just murdered someone. Like, how could you do that? And I think it just it robs the dignity of the sneeze. Am I wrong? It just
8: no. That's fair. There was a time I definitely when... think there's a. An... I'm not talking about the
2: people that sneeze that are like, you know, that like little like squeaky sneeze, which is just useless to me. I'm talking about the full-blown like sneeze. When you finish it, you're like, wow, <clears> that's me. Really good to see. Yeah. Is
8: that you? I'm a loud sneezer, obviously. You can, if, you, if you know me at all, it's not shocking at all to find out that I'm a loud sneezer. <laughs> I'm just saying. I could blow down the house.
2: Yeah, but are you now careful, like, if you were in the grocery store and all of a sudden you had a sneeze, would you do, like, everything you possibly could to try to suppress it because every head is going to spin like poltergeist and look at you and be like, wow, that person is just, like, spewing COVID everywhere. They sneeze. <clears throat> Even when the mask on. Funny gone. you now, should mention Andrew that. has the mask on, in fairness. He's got his Zorro mask on, so he's good.
8: Funny you should ask because this happened yesterday to me. Not Uh-oh. joking. Did you sneeze? I went to the grocery store to pick up some items because I made lasagna last night. Story for another day. And I had to sneeze, I had my mask on, obviously. And what I did was I held it until I found an empty aisle, and then I walked halfway down the aisle and went (laughs) into my mask. (laughs) Into my mask, into my mask. Yeah, yeah, but but there's no one know. anywhere. I made sure I was in an empty aisle. And I feel like I did the right thing, Matt.
2: <laughs> oh, I'm surprised there weren't alarms going off. <clears throat> <clears throat> Please do not sneeze. That's
8: but okay. i tell you one thing, dignity or no dignity, one thing that has changed is you got no more, you know, God bless you or, you know, oh, bless oh, you. Oh, no. There's now none it's of just that.
2: like, ah, get away from me. <laughs> it could be the opposite. They'll be damning you because of the. This needs. I'm Pretty just saying, yeah. it just it's changed. It's like any kind of noise that you make, you know. Like sometimes you're you're drinking some coffee or whatever, and it kind of goes down the wrong way, and you're kind of like, <coughs> you do that in a restaurant, and every head looks at you like, oh, finally, we were waiting for the outburst of, from the, you know. It's just,
8: it's. No, I agree. Anytime anyone does anything now, you think they have COVID. It's changing everything. You know me; I'm a hypochondriac. Last night, I had a headache, and I said. Honey, I got a headache. You think I have COVID? <laughs> so that's just that's just where I am. There's that's my headspace currently. To any
2: of us about that?
8: So anyway, yeah. so
2: Andrew won't be in for the next 14 days. <laughs> you know what we should do though? We should set this studio up as a quarantine place. Then he'd be in here all the time, working away. Be like an elf working inside of Santa's. Uh, You're Santa, by the way. So. On the PGA Tour, the Shriners Hospitals for Children Open, which, Dom, if I'm not mistaken, is that the longest title currently on the PGA Tour? Do you remember it was the Justin Timberlake Shriners Hospitals for Children Open, challenged only by the yes, Canon, Greater I Hartford think it Open, Sammy Davis Junior
8: Open? Whatever. What was that? I, I believe it is. However, later today in the show, you're going to hear from Trey Monax, who won on the Corn Ferry Tour. And the title of that event might be the new champion. Well, we don't leave everybody hanging. On. Share. Yeah. <laughs> what is well, i got to open it up because it's so long, I don't remember it all. It's Orange oh. County something, something, oh, something, Oh, that was a tease something, that, something. that Don was giving us.
2: All right, so for Martin Laird, he'd been working extremely hard, and the video and the sound that you're about to see from him, you can see how emotional he was in doing it. When he was coming down the stretch yesterday, at the par 5 ninth, He tried to go for the green and two, his ball buried right, you know, you have the lip of the bunker, the the bunker's sand, so it slopes up, he hit right in front of it. Impossible shot. So it was, yes, it was a fried egg, but it didn't have like the egg whites around it, it just disappeared into the hill, you could see the, you know, the, the top third of the golf ball sticking out of the sand, and the sand hugging it all the way around. And then he was short-sided with with where the flag was and the green sloping away from the bunker that he had to extract himself from to the hole. He holed the shot. I kid you not. Then on 17, the par 3, wayward tee shot, impossible second. If you were listening to Trevor Immelman, who was doing the coverage for us on Golf Channel, he said he pretty much has no shot. He ended up making his putt for par. It was almost 18 feet to save par at 17. Well alas, the, the, the magic ran, ran out when the, at 18 he hit it right with his approach shot up to, down a slope from there didn't quite catch it crisply enough and so he made bogey to fall into a playoff and that playoff with Austin Cook and Matthew Wolf. And for Matthew Wolf, who's had second place finishes in two of his last three starts and three of his last 10, pretty impressive. Indeed, when, when you think about that, when you've got someone in the case of Martin Laird who hasn't won in seven years to come out and do what he did, it was really impressive. Earl Forsey and Mark Wilson, they anchored the coverage for PGA Tour radio. And gents, what a finish to that tournament.
0: Well, Matt, thanks. A two-week stay in Vegas, never a bad thing. Back-to-back weeks on the PGA Tour. Starts with a playoff at the Shriners Hospital's for children open mark wilson five-time winner on the pga tour was alongside it was a thriller mark it was a shootout for three days wins came up sunday made it a tougher golf course and a veteran ends up holding on in a playoff a guy who's won this tournament before martin laird lost on that famous walk-off hole and one by jonathan bird in 2010 10 years later he gets a little revenge at 17 makes the birdie to win it there
6: Every time we thought Martin Laird was just going to walk away with this thing, made a couple birdies early on the front nine where other guys were stumbling, and then he holds that just improbable shot out of the plug lie in the lip on the ninth hole for Eagle. We thought he was going to walk away, and then all of a sudden he makes the bogey on 10, and then he makes the bogey on 18 when he made that improbable up and down on 17. You just, you just can't write these things. It's, it's wild what happened. I'm so happy for Martin Laird that he got the job done, but so many winners this week. Austin Cook looking to uh, resurrect his game, really, and get back uh, in the winning form he experienced a few seasons ago at the RSM Classic. He did that, uh, finishing second. Matthew Wolf once again, putting his name in the mix of a guy who's just going to continue knocking on the door. One PGA Tour victory already for the 21-year-old. Could be some more. And how about Peter Malnati? Another great week. So it was a lot of fun in Las Vegas watching the Birdies and the Eagles I'm really happy that Martin Laird got the win. Well,
0: and we got uh, also some of the Bryson DeChambeau show again, and uh, we'll see him next at Augusta National. Uh, Mark, he was a guy, he's driving 380-yard par 4s and hitting it to 15 feet for Eagle. What do you expect from him at the Masters? Uh,
6: Well, uh, I expect him to hit some long drives. He's going to hit that 48-inch driver most likely. He's got 28 days to continue to work at it and and get it exactly where he wants to, so I have a feeling he's going to do that. Uh, He's going to wow us. He's going to be a big part of the story uh, there at Augusta National, and um, he seems to be the guy to watch. Uh, This week, just too many bogeys, a couple double bogeys. His his nine yesterday to start uh, the the day in the third round was really the one that uh, kept him out of the winner's circle. Uh, But Bryson DeChambeau still, I mean, 18 under par one, kind of didn't play his best golf. He's got a
0: lot of firepower. It was a lot of fun to watch, certainly entertaining. And, Matt, back-to-back weeks in Vegas. The CJ Cup uh, being held at nearby Shadow Creek Golf Course next week on the PGA Tour.
2: And we're looking forward to your coverage from there. PGA Tour radio kicks off Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern time for that CJ Cup. Gents, thank you very much. Behave yourselves out there in Vegas. We're going to hear from the winner. First, I want to remind everybody that you can log on to FrenchLick.com. And see this wonderful place that we just came back from. Historic hotels. I fell in love with the West Baden Hotel. Never stayed there before. And when you, I know you can see all this stuff online, but when you go from what it looked like before they brought it back to its glory, it's incredible to think that they were capable of doing that. I guess they built it in. Two hundred and seventy-seven days back around the turn of the the century, the from the eighteen hundreds and nineteen hundreds, that turn of the century, and then it took them some ten years to bring it back to life again. And what a job they did! It was it's so impressive to see it. It 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 speaks to the glory of of a former era. It's like it's like almost a time machine, but it's got all the the modern uh, luxuries that you could ever possibly want. And then there's the Pete Dye course that was brilliant. Uh, It's it's so high up on that hill. You can see the mansion behind it that we had our fancy uh, closing dinner at and we broadcast from every day while we were there. It's a special place. Frenchlick.com for more information on that. Torage.com. We're going to be providing you more information on what Torage is doing with their new 521 line. It's got an E line, which is for extreme, and a C line, which is for competition. They're both in the 521 family, but At each point, they have unique specs, they have unique looks, they have unique players that they're aimed towards. The E is for the player that wants every bell and whistle to help them play better golf, including offsetting the heads a little bit so you have a fraction more time to square that club head up at impact and get rid of that slice that might be vexing you and your game. So keep an eye on touredge.com. You'll be getting all the details from us in terms of the videos that we're creating for them very soon and we've been working on them in earnest and we're really excited about the product line because it's beautiful and we know that it's going to help a lot of people whether you go the extreme route with the e line or you go the competition series from 520 which which is still packed with game improvement technology it's just made more classic shapes and a setup that you may want if you want that classic look to the clubs that you're playing so you'll find all the details of the same just by logging on to touredge.com for more okay to Martin Laird, as I mentioned, an emotional interview because it had been a long time and a lot of work and now he's back in the winner's circle for the fourth time.
1: Yeah, you know, uh obviously I'm I'm unbelievably excited to, to pull that off today. And uh it's been a while um since my last one. And uh you know, you have you have some doubts at times whether you are gonna get another one. And uh you know, I just I just played so well all week this week. T to Green was, was probably the best I've ever played. Uh just felt in control really all week and uh you know to see those to see that puck going on on that hole, I mean I, it was uh it was pretty special. And it was actually gonna one on the shot, obviously, on nine. It looked like you were dead buried but you hole out. I mean, did you expect that you could even do that? Uh, you know, obviously I wasn't planning on holding it, but uh it was lined so badly right under the lip that I, I said to my friends, sometimes when they're that bad, I mean, it's almost helped me because it was a tight pin. It doesn't matter how hard you hit it. They just, they just kind of pop out and go nowhere. So, you know, I was pretty hopeful of getting that inside, maybe 10 feet if it came out pretty good. But, uh, you know, I hit it as hard as I could, obviously all the sand exploded. I couldn't see anything. And I managed to kind of open my eyes back up again just as the ball landed and it started tracking. And I, I mean, I, I enjoyed being down in the level of the bunker and watching that one go in, I'm not gonna lie.
6: Uh, Could you have imagined uh, as you have to take time off as golf is restarting um, that by this point it would be a winner again?
1: Uh, No, I mean, obviously coming back, I've I've been conscious, made a conscious effort to be patient and, you know, sometimes you come back and just want to be playing great right away and I knew it would be a process and, uh, you know, every week I've been trending, every week I've played, I felt like I played a little better, got a little sharper, my putting's been getting a little better. Uh, so I knew it was trending the right direction, and it was coming to come to a course I loved. But obviously, I, I you know, I, I wasn't getting ahead of myself, thinking I was going to come back and win, win as soon as I did. But uh, you know, it, it just makes it that much sweeter. You know, I don't know uh, right now, but I think uh, I think when I sit back and think about it, this this one might might go right to the top just because it's been a while. Uh, you know, I've, you know, I had had a bunch of life changes since my last win. You know, now I've got a couple of kids who. They kept asking me when I was going to win a trophy. They'd see the ones that previously won, and they weren't born when I won those, and they kept asking, Daddy, when are you going to win a trophy? So uh, it's going to be really nice to take a trophy home for them this time.
2: Martin Laird, after his victory, let's go through some of the significance of the same. You heard him talking about that eagle from that buried lie. He said it was under the lip. It sure looked like it. One eagle, four birdies, and three bogeys in that final round. He had eight of 14 fairways, 13 of 18 greens in regulation. He had 30 putts. That bunker shot that he holed for Eagle at the par 5 ninth, he then made a 17-foot, 11-inch par putt at the par 3 17th. I was telling you about the, the troubles that he faced after his tee shot on that hole to keep a one-shot lead. He would end up falling into a playoff because of a bogey in the 18th hole, as I mentioned, but then he would make a 22-foot, 11-inch birdie putt on the second playoff hole. That was the par 3 17th hole there, which was kind of interesting that he was able to uh, make a birdie on that hole in the playoff to beat Matthew Wolfe, and Austin Cook when it was a site of such drama during regulation. TPC Summerlin's Part three seventeenth, that is the same hole as mentioned that Laird lost a playoff in 2010 at the Shriners Hospitals for Children Open to Jonathan Bird when Jonathan Bird had, remember it, the hole-in-one. He's now been involved in three three three-man playoffs at this event. Won one in t- 2009, lost one as just mentioned in 2010, and then he won, of course, in yesterday. He moves to 2 and 2 in playoffs overall in his PGA Tour career with the win. Becomes the first to win PGA Tour event uh, playing on a sponsors' exemption since the 2019 3M Open when Matthew Wolf did it. it. Which is interesting because Matthew Wolf is one of the three in the playoff, just to reiterate that as well. With the win, he becomes the fifth player. In the last 10 years to win a PGA Tour event, playing on a sponsor's exemption, he also earns his fourth PGA Tour title and his first since the 2013 Valero Texas Open. He earns his second victory at this event. The last time he won it, as you just heard, was 2009. And with the win, he becomes the third player to win this event multiple times. The other two, Jim Furyk and Kevin Nod. 261 marks his lowest 72-hole aggregate score on the PGA Tour. is previous best with 263. That was a tie for second finish at this event in 2010. He's ranked second in the field in strokes gain, T to green, plus 9.7. That's how well he was striking the golf ball. So congratulations to Martin Laird. It was a great win indeed. BridgestoneGolf.com can help you play your best. Maybe you'll win whatever the competition is or the major, if you please, in your life by knowing that you're playing the right golf ball. You can by logging on to BridgestoneGolf.com and getting V fit. Maybe you'll find out which one of the new Tour B golf balls are right for you. They have that absolutely revolutionary reactive urethane cover. You might as well know it's the one piece of equipment you're going to use on every shot. Make sure that you are fit for the same. BridgestoneGolf.com for more. We have more coming up. What do you think about the hoodie on the golf course? Me, I don't have any problem with it. If you're comfortable and... You feel good about what you're doing. You can swing the golf club. Obviously, it worked for Terrell Hatton. And I guess Dom said we had some comments coming on. I don't know if it was about the sneeze or about the distance we were talking about before we went on when we were streaming with Bryson DeChambeau. Not sure, but we'll find out after this.
8: Come to where history meets luxury at the family-friendly French Lick Springs Hotel, where there's something for everyone
2: Tourage is proud to announce two new Hot Launch series designed to cover both ends of the game-improvement golf club spectrum. The Hot Launch E521 line is for extreme game improvement, featuring the revolutionary Houdini Soul, offset head, extremely low center of gravity, and game-changing high MOI, or the Hot Launch C521, competition spec game improvement clubs that are for those looking for a classic look with a full suite of game improvement technology like diamond face and cup face technology, rear sole weighting, acoustic engineering, and an even deeper power channel. Tour Edge and the Hot Launch 521 line, pound for pound, nothing comes close. Log on to touredge.com today. If I told you legends like Robert Trent Jones Sr., Arthur Hills, and Donald Ross have designed and inspired more than 10 breathtaking courses and they're all in one place, would you believe me? Log on to boingolf.com and see why they're at the heart of America's summer golf capital. FootJoy, the number one outer brand in golf, is committed to helping you extend the golf season as long as possible this year with rain jackets and outerwear for all conditions. New to the FJ Outerwear lineup is the Hydro Tour Rain Jacket, designed to withstand the most extreme weather. Made specifically for golf with a material that is quiet, comfortable, and waterproof, it also features a patented dry seal collar, a double collar that moves the water away from the back of your neck, not down it, no matter how hard the rain is coming down. Play more this year, play better. Check out the Hydro Tour Rain Jacket and all the other industry-leading rainwear from FootJoy at footjoy.com slash M-E-D-P. Group.com is a luxury golf tour operator that specializes in custom travel itineraries to Scotland, Ireland, England, Wales, Iceland, New Zealand, Australia, South Africa, and more. Guaranteed advanced tee times, incredible accommodations, airport meet-and-greet services, private guided tours and private drivers, all in luxury vehicles. And they have a staff that's been doing it forever. TheGolfTravelGroup.com When Ben Hogan founded his company in 1953, his mission was to make the finest golf equipment in the world. That remains our mission today. We forge every club we make to provide the feel and feedback investment clubs simply can't provide. And our craftsmen micro-manufacture each club to your exacting specifications in our Fort Worth, Texas factory. You'll only find Ben Hogan Golf Equipment at BenHoganGolf.com. Visit us online. You'll be glad you did. Welcome back to the Fairways of Life show this Monday. Whether you're joining us on the audio side, the radio side... Our live daily broadcast from 8 a.m. Eastern Time. It is also live on the television side. We're only beta testing right now. We haven't really told the world we're even doing this, but it's, it's amazing how quickly the numbers are starting to jump in all the different places that you can get the TV side. So, Dom, you, do you say you, you actually get feedback while we're on the air now? People can, like, comment about what we're talking about? Apparently.
8: <laughs> <laughs> is that good? I haven't decided if that's a good thing or not. Uh-huh. <laughs> Why do you want me to read some stuff?
2: I'm curious I'm curious what onions. the reaction is about. What what it what what subject has started to trigger people's interest? Um, was it was it the the so, before we went on the air when we were just
8: chatting? Yeah, so for those of you who are listening on the app right now or listening on the radio or in our podcast form, which is available in I don't even know how many distributors now. Um, you wouldn't have heard this, but prior to going on the air, when we're because we're beta testing, we'll start streaming before we actually go live on the radio. Um, and you can kind of see us prep a little bit. Matt and I might have a conversation or two about well, whatever. And Matt and I happen to be talking about uh, distance in the game and, and DeChambeau and blah, blah. And uh, Bert wrote in and said, why not cap the length of the driver and the loft of the driver for the pro game? In doing this it will increase spin rates and in turn the length of shot. Bryson is doing nothing wrong, and it's great to see them all chasing length by moving the ball up, swinging faster, and lowering the loft of the driver. And then someone else chimed in of a similar note, Bob, pretty soon golf courses that were built and used for professionals will be obsolete. I would say that 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 particular statement is probably already old. I mean, that's, that's long gone at that point, right? I would say most golf courses are obsolete for the program. But the courses I play on around here in North Carolina, none of them are long enough to host anything.
2: Yeah, it depends, I guess. I mean, obviously this is a, a huge subject that will take more time than we have to get into because so I want to get into the, the winners from yesterday. Well, you want me to
8: read the stuff, you know?
2: The... <laughs> the oh, what did they say? Oh, we can't answer that. The question <laughs> of, the, of the loft and the driver... Bryson's playing a driver right now that has. Uh, I've I've heard him say five and a half degrees of loft. Uh, Cobra told me it was six and a half degrees of loft, but whatever it is, whether one or the other, it's tiny. That's a very small amount of loft, the smallest that I've heard in years in, in terms of loss. Ken Green used to play a very low lofted driver, too. So you have to be extremely square at impact and not have that ball go on a wayward path, which is. A credit to the way that he's swinging, particularly when he's swinging as hard as as he is. Now that's where the skill comes in. The to have a because the lower you have the loft on a driver, the faster the ricochet of the ball off its face is the reason why you don't get any degree of forgiveness, if you please, on the, your face angle. It's the more loft helps any player, certainly the best of the world hit the ball straighter. It's the reason why when, when you're on a, a particularly tight hole, you may choose a three-wood or, you know, a five-wood or a hybrid because you want to make sure that you hit the fairway. So the more loft that you have, the longer that the ball is on the face and the longer that that ball is on the face, the higher the ball is going to fly and the straighter the ball is, is going to fly unless the, the swing is just completely hideous. So, one of the comments that I heard, I can't remember who said it online, that is very much true is that the, the technology that exists today, and this is uh, club heads, this is golf ball, this is swing style, so this is, you know, track men, it's all the combination of all these things, is that the golf ball, it, it, because of that symphony of technology, doesn't spin as much as it used to. So, it doesn't have that wayward effect of, of a shot that, say, 20 plus years ago, if you came in with a little too much angle one way or the other, the ball would spin off in that direction and, and cause a problem. So my personal feeling is is that as they address this, a lot of people are going to talk about it in terms of just pure distance, but I think it's more than just a pure distance issue because even if you restricted equipment to for, to such an extent that the longest players couldn't hit it that long the longest golfer regardless is going to have an advantage they have an advantage now they're going to have an, even if you restrict overall distance the one who hits it the longest is going to have it, a higher lofted club and easier uh, time getting to the target than the player that's behind them so it doesn't solve the disparity between the longest and the shortest it doesn't open up the field so that more players can contend by, approach, by approaching it just from a distance perspective, although obviously I think that's something that they're looking at uh, as well. I do think that what, what uh, is a possible answer to this thing, or at least part of the possible answer because it's complicated, is spin. And ensuring that you're rewarded for exceptionally square clubface at impact. And if you put a wayward angle in any way on your on the club face onto the, the club ball, you're going to pay a pretty high price for it. So right now, what we're seeing is a game that they call bomb and gouge, where players will hit as far as they possibly can, and be, and they have just a, a high lofted wedge coming in. Well, that speaks to another thing. Okay, well maybe because the setups on uh, particularly PGA Tour courses are nowhere near as penal as you would get in traditional uh, major championships, for example. Well, the major championship that Bryson just won at the U.S. Open at Wingfoot, Wingfoot is not an easy golf course, but the West course at Wingfoot, he was able to chop it out of that rough. And before the tournament started, we all heard about how long the rough was. Well, I think as the USGA and the RNA look at these graduated rough, you know, so the more wayward you are from the fairway, the the deeper that the rough gets in steps— I also think they need to take a look at that at, after certain points of distance. I don't know what the the distance should be, 300-plus uh, yards, uh, maybe more than that. I don't know. Uh, that That's something that they have to look at from a setup standpoint. But at that point, then if you're if you're going to, to just hit it as far as you possibly can, and again, I, I, one of the issues that I have with this, and this what I'll say before when on the air, is that I don't feel that Bryson DeChambeau is doing anything wrong. Bryson DeChambeau, he's not violating any rules. I do think that the RNA and the USGA need to take a look at all of this for the long-term health of the game. I get that. And I'm in favor of that. But those restrictions don't exist. If they will, they don't exist now. And so what Bryson is doing is not wrong. And what he's doing is not something that is unique for him. Anybody can do the same thing. And, you know, I've always said the same thing about Bryson that when you hear him speak and people kind of roll their eyes and go, "Oh, well, I've always felt like it doesn't matter if we do or do not buy into or agree with Bryson. He buys into what he's saying, and that's what makes it work. And it is working. It's not a case of of him, you know, throwing theories out there that haven't proven to work for him. So more credit to him with what he's doing. He's, he's, this is where we're at right now. I happen to agree with those that say it's not going to stay this way. I think the RNA and the USGA are pretty serious about taking a look at this. Uh, as I've said a million times, I think when they do, they have to be careful about where they draw the the lines in the sand, because for the vast majority of people that play the game of golf, uh, we're talking about 99.99%, they don't have a, a distance issue in terms of hitting it too far. They have a distance issue in terms of hitting it too short. Uh, The average driving distance for men is 209 yards, and that includes all, that's the complete spectrum for those that that drive at the longest distance to those that don't. So as soon as you get to the average handicap distance, right, as you get to 10 and above in handicaps, which is the vast majority of those that play the game recreationally, then you're well under 200 yards in terms of average driving distance. There is a distance issue there. And for women, the the average driving distance is 156 yards. So there, there's there's two worlds here that we're talking about, and, and they, they are not the same. And for all the technology that we love talking about, much of it can be incorporated into any game and any club head speed. But when you have the strength and the power and the angle and the swing plane that we're talking about, with the best players in the world, they can affect all of the technology. That full, as I call it, symphony of technology can work for them. So it's, it's definitely something to keep an eye on. So Ernie Els, as I mentioned, was able to capture his second win on the PGA Tour Champions. And he did it with the flat stick, including a putt at the 18th hole that was, what, some 40 feet? Crazy. Ernie Els spoke afterwards in this exclusive audio courtesy of the PGA Tour Champions. I had a 64
4: in my mind to try and get to uh, 14 under pot, I was starting at 6 under but conditions helped you know it was tough scoring out there. Um, I actually had a pretty crappy start you know I was 1 over through 3 and then I started getting the putter going and I made 7 birdies from number 6 was my first birdie to 18 so 7 birdies and uh, it was just, just good enough. Ernie, can you walk us through the putt on 18 from the moment you got on the green till it went in? Well, you know, the Sunday flag is a tough one. It's uh, it's on the shelf on the right. It's quite narrow up there. And, you know, I try to hit the correct shot. I try to fade a a shot in there. But I just got it too far left, and it went down the slope. And I had a bit of spin, so the ball really came down the slope quite a, a long way. I had 40 feet up. And it's always tough to judge the, the speed of the putt to go up and then you know uh, it flattens out to the hole. And I read it right. You know, you never know if, if you're totally right, but I, I knew it was going to come right to left and then straighten up, and that's exactly what happened. So it's it's a crazy game, you know. You a couple of weeks ago I missed a very short putt uh, to get in the playoff, and today I make a 40-footer. So, so you know, figure that one out. I had a.
2: All right. It was Ernie Els after his victory on the PGA tour at the SAS championship, his second win out on the PGA tour champions. And we thank uh, the the LPGA, the PGA tour, the European tour for all of the audio and video. They help us with day in and day out week in and and week out. Uh, Make sure you log on to Ireland.com because it is time to dream. It is time to realize that we will get on the other side of all of this. And when we do, Where is it that you want to go? Because you sure as heck have earned the trip in doing so. Ireland.com is everything that you want to know about the wonderful country, including that'll take you directly to all those great Lynx golf courses. I think the finest Lynx golf courses anywhere in the world. Let's stay on that side of the pond for a second. The BMW PGA Championship, Terrell Hatton. Wow. Remember when he won at Bay Hill before the world lockdown and all this happened? And it was like he's healthy again, he's playing well again, he's a very unique character. It was a really impressive leaderboard at the BMW Championship, and Terrell Hatton got it done. Five under in the final day to finish at 19 under par. He won by four shots. That doesn't happen that much in professional golf nowadays. Second place alone, Victor Perez, who was four under in his final round after third place was shared by Andy Sullivan, who was seven under on the West course at Wentworth yesterday, they finished at 14 under par alongside of Patrick Reed. Patrick Reed finished at 4 under par in his final round as well. Fifth place alone, Ian Poulter finished at 13 under par. Six shots back, another character, Eddie Pepperell, finished alone in 6th at 12 under par. And then there were multiple players Uh, Tied 4 seventh, including Matthew Fitzpatrick, who finished 3-under on the day and 11-under, 8 shots off the pace. So, for Terrell Hatton, he spoke with Tim Barter, uh, courtesy of Sky Sports and the European Tour, about the significance of this victory and how badly he wanted it.
7: Yeah, it's it's unbelievable. Thank you. (laughs) Um, Yeah, this was a goal of mine to to win this tournament in my career, and... um, Part of me sad that I didn't get to experience the the crowd and stuff with the the grand sands, but I mean, it's it's just amazing to to win the trophy. When we chatted on the sixth hole, you admitted that early on you were as nervous as you've ever been, more nervous than even in Ryder mm. Cup. How were the emotions down the stretch? Victor Perez pushed you all the way. Yeah, well, I didn't uh, I didn't realise the position I was in stood on the 18th tee, and and then obviously I was I was pretty nervous on, on the fairway and. I mean, this is the worst golf shot I've, I've hit for a long time, and um, just very lucky that it ended up on the fairway. Um, I kind of struggled a little bit with rhythm all day, to be honest. Um, it's probably the worst I swung the club out the four days. So to to get over the line and, and kind of grind it out, like, I'm I'm absolutely delighted with that. A word for the sponsors and the European Tour for putting on an event of this stature in this difficult situation. Yeah, the European Tour's done a great job. I think um, we're all very thankful to, to be able to play golf during these tough times. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm delighted that I can be their champion this week. Up to seventh in the Race to Dubai, into the top ten in the world rankings for the first time ever. Off to the Masters in this sort of form in just a month's time. How excited about what could be coming up the rest of the year? Again, like to, to break inside top ten in the world is incredible. Again, that was like a, a goal of mine. Uh, in my career and I'm, I'm delighted that these two have come in the same week um, and with the Masters not not too far around the corner I'm looking forward to that but first things that first I'm I'm looking forward to celebrating tonight.
2: All right so that was Terrell Hatton after his victory at the BMW PGA Championship again courtesy of the European Tour so victories this weekend Se Young Kim of Korea, Martin Laird from Scotland. You had Ernie Els from South Africa. You had uh, Terrell Hatton from England. There was an American winner amongst the the grouping as well. And Dom, it happened just around the corner from us at Orange County National, which I believe you've told me you have done the investigation of the longest titles
8: currently in golf. It is. um, Using all of my producer skills during Mm -hmm. today's show. I've wasted a fair amount of time counting the words of all the tournaments on all the tours. And the winner is? And here are your winners. Drum roll. The winner is on the PGA Tour Champions, in fact. The Charles Schwab Series at Bass Pro Shops at Big Cedar Lodge is your champion. (laughs) And the Corn Ferry Tour, their winner is in fact the tournament that was just won by Trey Malinax this weekend. The Orange County National Championship, presented by Night 39. And LAMO, the PGA Tour, all these short tournament titles. I mean, the best, like the best they have I'm is open. the WGC Dell Technologies match play. And the WGC is not, no one really says World Golf Championships anymore. They just say WGC. So I have to say... The PGA Tour has got to step it up. They've got to figure out a way to get in the running because they are, they're really lagging behind in this category, Matt.
2: I still wonder if the Sammy Davis Jr. Greater Hartford Open. Oh, canon Sammy Davis Jr. Greater Hartford Open that it was for a while. Cannon. I forget what years it was, probably late 80s or 90s or whatever, but that was a pretty long one.
8: Yeah, that's right. close. the that Charles Moldex- Schwab one is 10 words,
2: though. That's that is, words. that's a lot of words. No, it's a lot of words. <laughs> Trey Mullenix, it was a long time for him, too, to get back into the, the winner's circle. And to do it, he had to fire a 23 under par mark. It is incredible with the scores that are being shot nowadays, which take us back to earlier conversations. The quality of golf from top to bottom is that good. And it had been a while since he was there, and he was glad to be back.
5: Oh, yeah. feels good to be back winning. Um, you know it's been a while for me I think 2016 or 716 I think was the last time that I've won and uh, man it was a it was a grind out there today I, uh, I did not have my best stuff uh, but my caddy kept encouraging me and we kept just telling ourselves to battle today's my mom's birthday so I talked to her uh, the other night and I uh, was like you know what I'm gonna try to go out there and win this one for you so I just kept telling myself hey don't give up do it for your mom and uh, so mom Hope, uh, hope. I'm glad we got it done. Uh, So happy birthday! Uh, But yeah, just to be honest with you, it was just I just wasn't hitting it very good. I did the front nine. I just my three wood now wasn't getting along. Um, I hit it three times today and made bogeys every every time I hit it. Uh, But my putter this week is what kept me uh, in the in the game and is what is what won me the tournament. I mean, I made a 40 footer on 16. I made a 25 footer on 10. I mean, I, I was. My putter this week was was everything, you know, two putts to win on 18. You know, I had perfect speed on it. And so I didn't know I had two putts to win on 18. I thought I needed to two putt. I knew I was close, didn't know what uh, – I knew Wu, I think, uh, and Jaeger. Uh, I knew he had a chance to make eagle. And so I knew if I two putted, at least I tied him. So to be able to win was was pretty cool.
2: Congratulations to Trey Molinax winning on the Corn Ferry Tour this week as well. The busy schedule ahead for us. In the next few days, we've got the CJ Cup. Remember, it is not in South Korea this year. It's in Vegas. That's why earlier Earl and Mark were talking about spending a couple weeks out in Vegas because the PGA Tour is parked there for the week that was and the week that will be. So we'll see what will happen with the same. Remember, Brooks Kepka is amongst those in the field. Brooks coming back from more than two months laying off because of the injury to his patella tendon of his knee. How well did it heal up? Well, we're going to find out. We'll see uh, what the thoughts are. Brooks Kep is certainly in the week that's coming up. But the Champions Tour is underway. The European Tour is underway. The Scottish Open will be the event on the European Tour this week. So we'll let you know when. We'll let you know where and how you can see and hear all of the coverage of the different tours around the world in the days that lie before us. And in those days, we look forward to sharing your company. Thank you very much for the same today. Hope you guys have a great Monday. Bye for now.